to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 246 of the Lap Traffic Podcast, a bonus show Thursday. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all are having a great week. Hope you all have had a chance to check out Tuesday's show with Nashville Super Speedway's Director of Communications, Michael Lewis, and Landon Castle made an appearance as well on Tuesday's show as the Lat Traffic Podcast is once again the official podcast of the E-Racer Series and uh, the Blue Emu Firecracker 400. So be on the lookout for some extra content from those guys. Uh, let's see. Right now, though, real quick, quick read. Uh, make sure you get over to angrybrew.com. Use code LAPT at checkout. Get 10% off. Roast the competition. Be the first to the finish line with Five Lakes Angry Brew. Angry Brew is a massively caffeinated, amazing-tasting, high-octane fuel that will get you through your work day. So get over to angrybrew.com. Uh, and don't forget, there's a giveaway. I did a giveaway yesterday, so constantly be on the lookout at Lap Traffic PC on Twitter and Instagram for some awesome Angry Brew Spencer Boyd giveaways. Okay, huh, take a breath. Dustin Albino is on the line <laughs> with us for another J-Ski bonus show. Dustin, what's up, brother? How are you, man? I'm good, man. Been a, been a few weeks, almost a month since the last time we did one of these. Yes, May 20th was our last one. What you've been up to? What's what's new? Anything fun and exciting? It's crazy how fast time's flying, man. Right? Because <laughs> it feels like, you know, we've done, what, a handful of these now this year. And, I mean, it was biweekly or triweekly, and now we're doing it, you know, once, two, twice a month. But, yes, time is flying. What What is up? That was the question. Uh, I went to Mid-Ohio a couple weeks ago for awesome. the Xfinity Arca race. That was fun. Um, it's, you know, great getting access again in person, access with the drivers and the teams. Um, that's what you and I, you know, kind of live off of and thrive for when we go to the track. Because when you're not allowed into the media, you know, into the infield, which rightfully so over the last year plus now um, with, with COVID and everything. But uh, that's where we it, it adds so much to our job. So I'm, I'm very happy that I was able to get that access a couple weeks ago. I uh, got a trip to Pocono coming up, um, yes. you know, before next time we talk. So I'll Pocono, maybe New Hampshire, Watkins Glen, uh, good to be able Quite a bit of travel over the summer. That's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, Pocono gave me a pair of tickets to give a w- give away, so I gave away a pair of tickets nice. uh, last week, which was cool. That was on the list, and, and then just some things. They were going to be able to have people. They weren't, then they were, and then it was just kind of too late to kind of you know piece something together from that. But I'm excited to get back out there or to get out there for the first time next year. They're planning on doing like a podcast meet and greet kind of thing out in the fan center, which I think that would be awesome if, you know, five six different podcasts could all get together put faces to names talk about collaboration meet their listeners and followers uh i am i'm really excited if if that's able to come to fruition i think that would be a lot of fun uh and you know you mentioned the the, the media center and and getting back in in face to face with the drivers and the crews and all that kind of stuff and that does it just adds so much uh to 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 what we can do and and for me because it's it's not as frequent you know doing an mis bonus show and having six different drivers scheduled on a friday afternoon to do a bonus i mean that that, that's that's like a kid in a candy store kind of thing for me man like i you know (laughs) it's it still gives me goosebumps and and i still get like giddy over and and that's that's the cool thing about it that's really cool what Pocono's doing um, with with the podcasts and and out in their midway. So I've 
Pocono was the first race I ever covered a race at, which is just over six years ago now. I guess six years ago last week, because I'm looking at the date. Uh, also, I grew up going to Pocono, lived only three hours away from there. So um, they got a cool midway. That'll be cool to see fans interact with with podcast hosts and whomever they have out there. I know DBC did a live show out there a couple of years ago which is pretty cool. Door bumper clear, dirty uh, media. So uh, yes, the access is wonderful. Now, um, mid Ohio, it's, it's weird. Like I've I've never been there first time we've talked about this a few times, but we're trying to check (laughs) our little posters that we have. (laughs) We're trying to check off new new venues that we haven't been to before. So I checked off mid Ohio. That's awesome. um, And they have like a media, it's not a center, it's a tower. (laughs) And it's it's quite interesting because it was built in probably the seventies or eighties. Like it's it's old. That's it's, cool. It's it's very interesting. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. Cool deal. Uh, any uh, what what kind of new pieces you've been working on? Is anything come down the pipe? Anything coming up? Yeah. What where are we at? Yeah. So last week for NASCAR.com, I had one on Clint Boyer. Uh, that was a really fun one. I talked to Mike Joy, uh, Adam Alexander, Pam Miller, who's a producer with Fox Sports, uh, the head producer of the Xfinity series, just kind of got a lot of their insights on how Clint's done this year. Obviously talked to Clint. Um, Cause obviously, you know, the, the all-star race was Fox's last broadcast of the year. I don't know about you, Brandon, but their coverage this year, I was a huge fan of. I've seen mixed reviews on it, a lot of mixed reviews, but I, I thought it was entertaining. And I think in this day and age, you need entertaining broadcasts. You, yes, no, I agree. You know, I, I would say if, if we're looking over a time period over the last couple of years, uh, I, I could maybe see a little bit of, of where the criticism's coming into play. Uh, but once they added Gordon, and now that you've added Boyer, you know, it is it is such a unique perspective. You've got two very different drivers who had very different careers, very different personalities, and they just work together, which is just awesome in terms of the perspective, the analysis, and the humor that they have, you know, and and, and I think that's great. I think they've got, you know, the, the broadcast personalities down. Uh, you know, I know there's still a lot of... Uh, of, of heat that they face in terms of uh, their commercial breaks when they elect those and, and things of that nature, uh, you know, but I would say for me personally, the Fox broadcast uh, has gotten better year over year, the last couple years for sure. Absolutely. And I think I would say, man, this year, you know, you'd have to really go back and kind of analyze this, but this year was probably among their top two or three years, maybe their best year. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, but I, I truly think Clint Boyer's brought a lot to the table. I think everyone knew he was going to be entertaining. Uh, he's very high, strung personality, very energetic, yep. but I think that, that that emotion that he brings, I think it kind of meshes well with with Jeff Gordon and even Mike Joy. I think he brought a lot out of Mike Joy, and Mike Joy gave me a cool quote for the story. I'm kind of paraphrasing because I don't exactly remember it, but he said how he and Jeff Gordon are informators and Clint, you know, not entertainers. Clint's the entertaining part, and right. I think having those three come together. I just brought the best out of all of them. I thought. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely like we said. It's it's definitely added to to watching the race because I tell you there were there's there were a few years to where you know I, I'd have the race on and even though there might have been a little bit of a lag or whatever you know I'd either have music on in the background the race on the TV uh, I'd have MRN radio 
on with the race on the TV or something like that. And, and I, I, you know, I didn't do that at all this year. That's, that's for sure. So, that's, <laughs> but yes, that, so that was a piece I worked on. That was a fun one. That's uh, awesome. I got a couple, couple more coming, <clears throat> coming up in the pipeline over the next couple of weeks. Uh, got one with Tommy Joe. That'll be a fun one. He's always entertaining. Uh, Tommy Joe Martin's the Xfinity series. <clears throat> Excuse me, Ty Gibbs, talked to him at Mid-Ohio. There's a few more coming up. Uh, so just you know, keep your eyes on jsky.com on the Xfinity page, and uh, you'll see him every Wednesday. That's awesome, man. All right, so you mentioned you went to Mid-Ohio. Uh, I'm excited, and uh, I know you're going to get a kick out of this. Last week, I bought tickets to a WWE house show. That's how I know things are back when I get to go to a wrestling show in Detroit. <laughs> Look at <baby>. that. <laughs> Man, I missed it. And we kind of talked about this, but I hadn't, I went to the second to last wrestling show where there were fans outside of WrestleMania this year. Yep. The second and third, I guess, because I went to SmackDown and Elimination Chamber all in one weekend last March, the weekend before everything shut down. Yes. They had yeah. Raw in Washington. Um, and then everything was done. Yeah. So, and then SmackDown was supposed to be in Detroit, yeah. and that was the first show that got canceled. So, yeah, so I'm kind of bummed because they announced their 25 city tour, and there's none in New York. So, that's crazy. That's, you, yeah, you think wrestling, it's you know, you would have thought they would have kicked off at Madison Square Garden, you know, they would have had to, have. but I'm sure they're still report. close. Are they still shut down a little bit down there in the city? I mean, now everything, the city, I can't, I can't, you know, confirm or, you know, it's a little different because there's so many people, but to my knowledge, like everything's opened up now. So even with the Knicks games, when they were in the playoffs, NBA playoffs, I don't know if it was at the time, probably not a hundred percent, but it'd be pretty close. That's cool. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you think they would have kicked off at MSG, but I saw a report that it looks like Survivor Series will be at the Barclays Center. So awesome. Very cool. They'll be they'll be in New York before long. Excellent. All right. Well, Lab Traffic Nation, uh, tonight, if if you guys, uh, as I hope you've listened to Tuesday's show, as I plugged at the start, uh, it, it was kind of a longer show, so I kind of left out a lot of the race talk. Uh, so Dustin and I are going to get into a little bit of a Texas recap. Uh, we're going to have some fun with, uh, you know, picking some final fours, getting your guys' takes in the mix as well, a little social media, and then a fun listener question to close this thing out along with taking a look at Nashville. So, sir, what do you say? You you uh, you ready to dive into this a little bit? Sounds like a plan. Give uh, me what you got. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll start with the truck series, man. John Hunter Nemechek, uh, back-to-back wins. John Hunter Nemechek, in my opinion, kind of having the Kyle Larson series, uh, but just in the truck <laughs> series. He is. And, I, I, you know, in the, I've seen him talk about this in, to the media a bunch of times because he's in the media so much because he's winning every week. Right. Um, <laughs> but – I, when this was first announced last November, I think it was the week after Phoenix, maybe two weeks, I was questioning it. Not because Kyle Busch Motorsports is, you know, some subpar, mediocre team. Not the case at all. Obviously not. Right. Uh, right. But he'd made it to the Cup Series, and it feels like once you're there, if, if you ever leave, I mean, think of Justin Allgaier, Elliot Sadler, Michael Annette now. AJ Allmendinger. AJ Allmendinger. Yeah, you don't go back. Yeah. So... But what, with what he's so young, he's only 23, yeah. I think, 23, yeah. 24, mid-20s. So, I mean, there's so much time left in his career. But what he's doing this year is making a statement. To win four of 11 races, and I think he's led, I did some stats on it last week, like 34% of all laps this year. 
And we're halfway through the year. Yeah. No, I, I, it's, you know, um, CJ Wolliver and I did a, a, an all truck show at the beginning of the year and we talked about John Hunter and, you know, we talked about how, man, is this, you know, he's going, he's, he wasn't taking this as a demotion. He take, he took this to go win races and he's capitalized on that. You know, KBM, well, obviously Kyle Bush can go win races in his truck, but it felt like the last couple of years, like his, his drivers were getting decent finishes, but not up to Kyle Bush standards. That's honestly where my concern was, was going to be was what happens if there is an adjustment period and he's out after this year. Um, and that's obviously not going to be the case, but that was where my concern was like, all right, as long as you do what you're supposed to go and do, which is go get Kyle Bush a truck championship, um, you know, then then it's it's onward and upward for your career from from that point. Totally agree. And I mean, I, we've always seen the talent with John Hunter. I mean, he's won what six six races with underfunded, you know, his family team in the truck series. He's made the playoffs in his with his family team. So we we knew the talent was there uh, when he got to Xfinity. You know, he, he won he. What quite a few laps with, with Chip Ganassi part-time 2018 while running trucks. 2019 with GMS, I think, was kind of an under – I don't want to say underperformed because GMS had never – real. I mean, I think he had one of the best years for a G, GMS car in Xfinity. Right. Um, last year, I think he overachieved with, with front row. I think front row as a whole last year overachieved. So that also, like like you said, you've got to do it. You know, you set out to do. You got to win. You're you've got way more experience than a lot of the truck guys, and you're in arguably the best truck, probably the best truck. Yeah, that's exactly what he's done. He's got eight stage wins. The rest of the full time field combined have six. Yeah. So all right. So let me ask you this, and we're going to get to some final four picks and have some fun there in just a minute. Uh, you know, the assumption if if we are on the assumption playing field here that John Hunter Nemechek gets to the final four. You know, and and let's you know a tire goes down at Phoenix, and, and you know, is it a bust at that point if he still has another three, four wins by the time we get there? I don't think so. Now, not with the way this championship format is, and we saw it kind of uh, twenty sixteen with William Byron, similar situation, same team, dominated the year, his first, you know, his rookie year, his only year in trucks, won what seven races as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. can't do much more than that. You can't yeah. ask. And then he had an engine failure at Phoenix, which at the time was the, you know, the cutoff race for Homestead, the championship race. And he missed, he missed the cut line. Yeah. So is that, is that a failure of a year? No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, all right. I don't see this. I don't see the stopping though. I really don't. No, I, I, he's, I, I, he's going to go on a tear. It's, 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 it's a nonstop tear at this point. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about Thor sport GMS uh, really playing catch up to KBM and John Hunter Nemechek. You know, we've we've seen, you know, some top fives. We've seen, you know, uh, you know, we got, uh, uh, you know, Sheldon Creed's got a win, you know, but it's not the Sheldon Creed that we saw a couple years ago when he won his championship. Uh, you know, where where's the where's everyone lacking? Is it just the speed aspect of things, or is is, is do you think there's some more things out there? It looks like it. But because you look at Toyota, they've won nine of 11 races. They got Thor Sport from Ford. Um, so that's added, you know, added some value to the Toyota program. Whereas, you know, a couple of years ago, they're kind of 
KBM being they were kind of on an island out by themselves is really the only Toyota team. Yep. And then you got yep. you got Friesen's team. Now you got Thor Sport. So they're kind of stacking them up. And, you know, Thor Sport started off the year, at least Ben Rhodes, two wins, um, two totally different tracks, even though they're both at Daytona with the road course and super speedway. And he's been super consistent. So I'm not worried about him. Crafton, man, I don't really know where to gauge him. Um, he's there's weeks where he's really good, has a lot of speed. Other weeks where, like this past weekend, which he had a mechanical issue, but he's just out to lunch. Same with Johnny Sauter. And you know, I know we haven't spoken since the last time, at least on a podcast. But that wreck at Charlotte was scary. Oh, brutal, brutal. <laughs> so, and that was a big, you know, factor in the points right now with where he's sitting right outside. So, um, it'd be a disappointment for Sauter to miss the second straight playoffs. I do know that. Well, and, and that's, I mean, it's it's just the struggle two years in a row, basically. And you know, uh, it's it's it's. Uh, I almost want to use it like the baseball analogy in terms of, uh, you know, Miguel Cabrera saying when he's hot, it looks like a beach ball coming at him. And when he's not, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's the hardest thing to see and, and make contact and, and get that, you know, three for 34 and switch it over <laughs> to a 26 for 34, you know, so. 26 for 34 would be insane. <laughs> um, but back on track, GMS too. Like I, I can't get a grip on on uh, Sheldon Creed. Like he won at Darlington. He's had fast trucks, but then this past weekend at Texas, he just got. I'm assuming he just got in the the VHC, the the PJ one, whatever they call it these days, traction compound, and lost it. And then once he had damage, I mean, it didn't help the handling of the car, right? And lost it again. So, I mean, that's just a destroyed truck now. So. I don't know how to gauge them. Zane Smith too. Like he hasn't won yet this year. He had a few wins last year as a rookie. So you got to think they're going to step it up here in the second half of the year. Yeah, I agree. It's a funny traction compound yet. You hit it and you lose control. Like isn't that the opposite of what it's well, called? and also like it was hot as, hotter than hell down there in Texas was, this weekend. It was so yep. it makes it very slick. Uh, all right, man. Let's uh, let's have some fun. Let's get some listener final four picks in, and then we could make some final four picks for the truck series. We're, you know, uh -oh. uh, halfway through. <laughs> or no, yeah, we've got. Uh, actually, halfway. there's only four truck races left before the playoffs start, which is just crazy to think. Especially because when you look at you know the Xfinity series and Cup series, there's you know still uh, I think Xfinity's got twelve, uh, and the Cup cars have oh I don't know. Uh, 10 races or so Ten. so for Ten. the fact that the truck playoffs start in four races to me that just signals that we've got a bunch of off weeks coming up you do no that's that's a thing you really do so you got nashville you got pocono the next two weeks then you got one week off and then you got uh knoxville which will be fun yes then you got three weeks off a full month later is yep. Watkins glen yep and that's that's the cutoff right so yep. Yep. yeah so four races here in the next like 55 days right. or so. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see here. Carson at Carson Haglin. Uh, his final four for the trucks is the two of um, 
of, of Sheldon Creed, the four of John Hunter, the 16 of Austin Hill, and the 99 of Ben Rhodes. Uh, and he says the four is going to walk in and leave with the championship. The two will more than likely make it unless they've got major bad luck. 1699 are running the best out of everyone at the moment. Uh, Josh at Toyota Race in 83. Nemechek, Creed, Rhodes, and then either Hill or Gilliland. And then Scott at 1985. Wagner's his final four. John Hunter, KBM has a touch, top nine driver and the equipment to go all the way. Carson Hosever creeping his way up the board. Sheldon Creed will get a couple stellar runs over and be back at the contendings for it. Austin Hill will pick it up. Seems to get wrong adjustments. Um, I, I can see a f- uh, quite a few of those things there. Uh, who's your final four for the trucks at the moment? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I think Nemechek does walk, and he's currently got 28 playoff points. The next highest is Ben Rhodes with 11. So I think he's at lock. Um, even if he has a bad race in each of the first two rounds, I think it's enough. Yeah. Uh, Rhodes, speaking of Rhodes, I think he gets in. Um, he's having a career year, breakout year. I think he gets to the final four. I do think Sheldon Creed, you know, the two-team finds a way to get there. I'm stuck between, like, three right now. Hosevar is an underdog because he's shown a lot of speed. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, being a rookie, I don't think he makes, I'm going to go, I'll go Zane Smith. Same Thanks. as last year. Okay. Um, I don't think Austin Hill, because I think he's a very capable driver, but that team in the playoffs always has something happen to it the last two years. Yeah. Where they probably, you know, they were among the best four teams all year. So I, I, it's funny. I've got Austin Hill in, and that's just because he's become a really good friend of the podcast. So I'm going to go Homer with putting him in. Uh, ben Rhodes, I got in. Uh, I've got Zane Smith, and then of course John Hunter. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Austin Hill, I think is is a sleeper. If that team can get on a roll, and they've got some tracks coming up um, to where they they've had some success at, to where I think they can they can maybe make a, a run or a solid bit at it so you the the funny thing is now obviously we didn't talk about who's going to make the playoffs overall we're just talking about the final four but you know there's there's there was no Crafton, there's no solder uh you know some some decent names that we've just completely left out of the mix there which maybe this will be a 2019 year with Crafton, where you know very mediocre in the regular season doesn't win a race, Doesn't win a race and then wins, wins the championship. championship. Yes. So. Yes. Oh, all right, man. Let's uh, let's talk about your series, your favorite series, the Xfinity series. Um, man, AJ Allmendinger, first full year in any series in a couple years. Have did you see him picking up a couple wins, sitting second in points in the season at the start? I did. I, I you know, I I thought he would have three, four. Maybe five wins, but I say that, and then I go back and think that this series is freaking stacked this year. Right. So that might be a little bit of a, you know, that'd be overachieving, I would say, if he had a handful of wins. But then you look at all the road courses. He's a road course ace. So, yes, one of his wins so far has come on a road course. But also I look at his experience in having 10-plus years at the cup level uh, to, you know, Cronin on uh, work on his hat, craft, hone it on his craft. That's the word. That's the phrase I'm trying to say. Um, so yes, I in colleague too. They've been, you know, each year they've gotten better, 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 and now this year their sixth full time year. It's probably their best. And Justin Haley is the only driver that needs a win that hasn't gotten one yet in their in their camp. So um, 
not surprised by Almendinger's consistency. He's only had really two bad races. One of them was the road course of Daytona. Right. Where he, I don't know what he, I don't know what he was thinking there. He took a Austin Sindra, and then they had a brake failure at Charlotte. So, outside of that, super consistent. And I, yes, I, I expected him to do fairly well this year. All right, so let's look ahead now. Colleg Racing going to have at least one cup ride next year per sources um you know does that pretend you know we talked a few minutes ago about you know once you leave the cup series we really don't see guys going back you know does that ride possibly go to aj so the colleague has an announcement on on friday it looks like it's going to be the 2022 driver announcement um from sources that i've heard it's not aj it's not so, AJ. okay from sources that I've heard okay. in the industry. Right. Um, can, can you confirm or deny if it's within their current field that they have in the Xfinity series? I'm not going to spill the beans too much. <laughs> I'll enough. tell you offline. Fair enough. Um, um, but it's not AJ. So, uh, yes, you would think in theory, like, there's six, seven. We don't know the 2022 schedule yet, the cup schedule. But right. this year, six scheduled road courses added a seventh with a Daytona road course yep. by not going out to Fontana. That sounds like a good deal to have AJ Allmendinger on, on my team when there's six races in the regular season that are on road courses. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You would think so, but apparently not. It's not. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, Josh Berry, Ty Gibbs. I wish they were competing for this championship with full-time rides because then we'd really have a points battle with those guys sitting outside the top 12 with wins. Uh, but we do have a pretty decent battle going on. 27 points between Brandon Brown in 12th and Riley Herbst in 14th. Uh, you know, and, and you know, who knows? Could we see a Ryan Sieg, Landon Castle, maybe pull something off, make things really interesting down the stretch here? Uh, I think that would be getting your hopes up. <laughs> um, I ha hate to burst your bubble, but yeah, when you look at it, like Ryan Sieg this year, they moved to Ford and that team has just been a step off. They've had really good runs. They have six top tens and they've shown flashes of speed, but then the other weeks it's like, you didn't even realize he was in the race. Right. Whereas opposed to last year, you know, he was, he had 11 top tens on the year, uh, his career year really, but he, he would seem to always be a factor somehow, at least in the back half of the top 10 um, playoff battle. I mean, I think you're looking at a couple weeks ago before mid Ohio Clements was looking really good, but since then he's had two kind of mediocre races, one bad race at mid Ohio, 24 points of the good. I'm kind of leaning towards Brown over Clements, but then you're looking at Riley Herbst and, it's an SHR car. You, right. They got to turn they got to turn it around at some point. You're right. right. The, both the Xfinity and Cup. Um, yeah. all right, Matthew at CH9SE fan. Uh what do you think about Barry? Do do we see him in a full-time ride next year with JRM? So sources I I, I have not heard anything on Josh Barry next year. You would think but then who what which cars he's taking because you have Allgaard, you know, I would imagine the seven, right? <laughs> sponsorship money one. Um, the eight could be open, but then they have Sam Mayer twos, you know, take about to take over beginning next week at Pocono. And then you got the nine could be open. I, I mean, I don't know what Noah Grafton's plans are yet for this year, but I would imagine there's a lot of interest in him moving up to the cup series. So could we see him? Yes. And, and I think, you know, his stock has obviously never been higher than it is right now. Sure. And, 
all the opportunities. He's like a super sub, kind of like Regan Smith a few years ago, uh, running in the 25 truck over the weekend. He's running, I think, another truck race next next weekend at Pocono, if I'm not mistaken, in that car. Um, so, yes, his, his stock is very high. So you'd think that somehow – Junior Motorsports will pile money together to get him in a full-time ride. Uh, uh, you would think, right? Yeah. If if everything didn't boil down to money and finances, but it does. So I don't I don't have an update yet. Fair enough. Uh, all right, uh, let's get some of the listeners' final fours. Uh, Brian at Storm and B eighty one, Dinger, Sindrick, Allgaier, and Hemrick seem to be the four, but I think that Hemrick uh, could change possibly uh, the other three. He'd call it a lock. Uh, Carson at Carson Haglin, he's got the seven of Allgaier, the sixteen of Dinger, uh, the eighteen of Hemrick, the twenty two uh, of Sindrick, sixteen, twenty two are running great, seven starting to show strength, eighteen can get in there if he can finish races uh josh at toyota racing 83 he's got Sindrick, dinger hemrick and either gregson or harrison burton and scott at 1985 wagner's got allgaier Sindrick, gregson and dinger dustin where are you at with the uh, final four xfinity series i like josh's at toyota racing 83 i like his fix Sindrick. Actually, no, I'm mistaken. I do not. <laughs> he has one of them out. I thought he had Allgaier and over Hemrick, and that is not the case. He has Cindric Omeninger, Hemrick. I would go Allgaier instead of Hemrick. And then I, I would have Grex in there. And <laughs> I say that, and he's only 20, what, 40-something points above the cut line or not even 40 points above the cut line. But he's shown speed, and that Junior Motorsports has speed this year. And also, if you look at the playoff races last year, same races as they are this year, he had, I think, six top five finishes, and the only reason he didn't make the championship four, really, well, there's two reasons. One is because he got wrecked on the what, lap 16 at Kansas, and then needing to win at Texas or Martinsville, he had the lead on the last lap at Texas and gave it up. So yeah. I like Noah, even though he's, you know, mired back ninth in points, 10th on the playoff board. So, all right, so I'm kind of along those lines a little bit. So I've got the 22, I've got the 16. Um, I've got the nine in over the seven, but I've got Harrison Burton making it. So That's a good pick. Harrison's, he's had a couple bad races too, like Clemens, but um, very quiet this year. And yes. I think he's, that's the thing though, is like you see what Ty Gibbs is doing as opposed to the rest of the JGR lineup. And granted, Hemrick has had a lot of good runs this year. He just hasn't, you know, like kind of the story of his career so far, at least in NASCAR, he hasn't finished a race. Yes, yep. Um, as opposed to Ty Gibbs, where he's finished every race better than he probably should have. Sure. Yep. No, nope. I'm with you there. Except for Darlington. Yeah. <laughs> he had two speeding penalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's switch over to the Cup Series. Is there nothing Kyle Larson can't do at the moment? Uh, just... It just seems like when he touches the steering wheel, it takes care of itself at that point in time. Back to back points, paying wins, an all star win now. Uh, the question for me though is: Is can he keep it going through the summer and the fall and not have a Kevin Harvick moment of 2020? It's a good question because what we saw last year with Harvick, but with the way the HMS has run ran really all year, I don't see the slowing down across the board. Let alone you know Kyle Larson, but. Anytime in granted it's the all stories, but anytime you have six straight top two finishes, pretty damn impressive. Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in any kind of racing. So yeah, I think this continues. Um and he's at what, three points paying wins right now. I mean, 
Yeah. I could see him. I could see him getting to eight, nine, maybe 10. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he keeps up like this, especially the fact he was able to go out there on the road course too. And, 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 and dominant, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that, that to me spoke a lot more so than the dominance at Charlotte. Cause we've seen people go out and dominate at Charlotte. You know, you get the right setup, you know, we we've seen that in the past, um, you know, and we've seen Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr. Go out and just kick ass at road course races. So for Kyle Larson to go out there and do that at a road course to me, that that was a more staple win so far this year than, than everything else he's done. Agreed. And I would say the all-star race was kind of impressive too. We knew he had a fast car, but he got mired back in traffic. And with the way everything worked out, you know, he got, he got track position at the end, but he made a ballsy move going into turn one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when in a third when lane, just money, man, you just go out there and get it <laughs> <laughs> in a third lane that no one had been running all race. Yeah. So I agree though. The Sonoma Sonoma performance is pretty impressive because the story of his career at Sonoma was he could put one lap together in qualifying, but he couldn't put a full race together. So the the thing is though, is like this closest competition right now is internally. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine if we had to, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it was you and I that talked about this or it might've been Striegel and I, in terms of, you know, the, the, the small possibility of the final four being all HMS cars, you know, that could be a reach, but there's, I think there's a very good likelihood that we've got at least two HMS cars in the final four. Uh, and I mean, that, I mean, that makes Rick happy. He's got a 50% shot at that point. So <laughs> Agreed. And this kind of, I mean, it's not as dominant. It's, I should say it's more dominant right now than what Stuart Haas was in, in 2018. Because at the time, I mean, you know, for years, really, it's only been Harvick that's the the guy that's kind of a championship factor. Sure. But that year they had all four cars win races and all four get to the, the, the round of eight. Yes. And only Harvick made it to the championship four. But I think very realistically they all get to the final eight this year, Hendricks, Hendricks cars. And yes, I could see two, maybe three, like Gibbs had two years ago, uh, get to the final four. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. Um, All right, real quick, because I I, I went on a bunch of tangents on this, so I don't need to go on it anymore. So if you Uh want, do you want to just come, what what did you think of the the all-star? Are you an all-star type guy? Can you get into that? What did you think? You know, like I said, I'm not going to hound that again, but what did you think of it? I want to hear what you had to say. (laughs) <laughs> so, just in, in brevity give me give me the brief version so all right i'll i'll do it with a funny story so you know a, a couple times a month um i am a i make an appearance on 92.9 the ticket in bangor maine on their sports radio station which <laughs> is just hysterical that they found me i don't know how they did but anyways i'm normally you know i'm, I'm mr upbeat mr positivity about the sport and talking about it and they were like let's talk about the all-star race are you excited and I'm like, honestly, I'm not. And they were like kind of blown away by that. And, you know, once I got into it with the, you know, where, you know, give me something I've never seen before. Give me a road course with the top 10 from all three series running in their respective cars on the track. I will tune in for that. You know, a dirt race, all-star race, put them in modifieds. I'll, give me something I haven't seen before. I've seen cars go left on a mile and a half track at Texas. And now we're going to tell me it's not a points paying race. And we're going to add 900 gimmicks to this damn thing. I just, I could not get excited about the all-star race. 
That's fair. And I, you know, obviously I'd say the majority of the fan base, at least that I've seen on, on Twitter and NASCAR Twitter has kind of been a dark place over oh, the God. last <laughs> week or so. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have similar opinions of that. I'm going to play devil's advocate, though. Please, please. <laughs> I, I'm i not going to say I enjoyed the All-Star Race because for the most first of all, I don't want to go on a tangent about this, but the, the horsepower, I mean, we just keep getting rid of horsepower in the, these cars. And, yes. and they're supposed to be the yeah. hardest. They're supposed to be the most elite drivers out there, right? right. Like, that's how we sell the, the sport. 510 horsepower, that's just not cutting it. The Xfinity power is way more than that. Yeah. So, you no, know, in comparison. Power so let them do something with it. If they want to drive it into the corner and let them drive it into the corner, you know. So that's my my first, I guess, concern is how much, you know, the reduction of horsepower we've seen over the last few years. But that's not going away, I don't think. And if you are going to reduce it, reduce it all the way down. I say, like, give them almost no horsepower. So then they are running in a pack. If we're going to have the all race at Texas, um, which that that it, I, I get what you're saying. It, uh, you know, another mile and a half track that hosts the All Star Race, and you know, blah blah blah. And yes, the first four stages I would say weren't, weren't very good. Yeah. However, the format, I, I kind of dug the format, and, and I'll tell you why because it always you always had to advance your position. It's kind of like stage racing. Like you, you want to be the, you know, gain the most points. So you're going to try harder in the stages. Well, if you wanted to be closer to the front, we saw this with William Byron, Larson, you know, Chase Elliott, all the, all the HMS cars. Um, They kind of worked their way through the field, even when they got in the back. So um, it always made a a point of emphasis on, on gaining position. You couldn't just ride around and wait till the end. So I like that. Is there easier formats? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> because, and I, I wish that Fox would have maybe kept up more, you know, with the, with the full field and, you know, what their cumulative number was after, you know, stage two, stage three, four, but um, it's a work in progress, I think. But yes, I, I liked the last 10 laps. I thought was really good. Yeah. You had. <laughs> sure. I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kozlowski, I mean, he said it after the race, finishing second to, you know, right now to Hendrick is like an accomplishment. So I think the last 10 laps were good, but in a perfect world, I mean, my all series would not be in a mile and a half. It would be at a short track. And I, I like you too, uh, think that it should include all three series, whether that's in cup cars, trucks, modified, like you said, something different. Yeah. Um, but I think there's more all-stars than just the cup series. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you. However, I, I, I'll say this too uh, quickly. I do think that NASCAR has probably the best all-star. I might be, and I've seen opinions on this too. I think they've had the best all-star event in all sports. Sure. I, I, can I used to think that. baseball, baseball did. Yeah. It's, I knew. It was I used to think baseball, baseball did. Yeah. Be- well, I shouldn't say they did, but you know, you get home field advantage for the World Series. Now that's out the window. Um, but a million dollars is a million dollars. That's, that's a lot of money Absolutely. to give away. So Absolutely. Uh all right, let's get some listener final fours here. Brian at Storm and B eighty one has Elliot, Larson, Byron, and Bush. They seem to f- be the four as we speak that are the most consistent and hot. Uh Carson has the four, which is surprising. The five, the eighteen, and the twenty-two. I think Ford and Toyota will make up some ground over the summer into the playoffs. Uh Josh at Toyota Race in eighty three. Larson, Bush, Elliot, Blaney, or Byron. Uh, Scott has Larson, Elliott, Hamlin, Kyle Busch. 
Mick at GoDucks42 underscore Mick. Scott Larson, Elliot Bush, Logano. And Scott at uh, WA Big Emma has Logano, Truex, Harvick, Keselowski. HMS will choke like Roush did when they had five in the playoffs. That's that's Yikes. strong words there. That's a strong opinion. Uh, very, <laughs> that's, that's what uh, the radio station, that, that's what we call the bold-ass prediction right there. Uh, all right, man, who, who do you got in the Final Four right now? Uh, it'd be funny. So I see a few Harvicks on here. It'd be funny if Harvick made it this year and couldn't make it last right, year. I know, right? That'd be <laughs> nuts. You know, um, I'm a Harvick guy, and he's not in my Final Four. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. I could see him out in the round of twelve, round of eight this year. Um, I got Larson, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have Larson in your final four, but we could say the same thing about Harvick last year. So sure. I'm just going to stop myself yeah. right there. <laughs> uh, I'll go as a second Hendrick car. I'll go chase. Although I could see it being William Byron too. I think he's been super consistent. Obviously at what 12 top 11, 11 top tens in a row yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, the Gibbs guy. So you got Kyle, who I think right now is the best of the, the four Gibbs cars. Denny, who's been consistent, but hasn't really shown speed the last two months or so, you know, compared to the other guys on his team being Shurex and, and uh, Kyle. And then, of course, Ender. Um and then you got Truex, who I can't, I can't put a point on them either. Like I can't get a grip on where they're at. No, nope. you know, a month ago they were the best team out there, and now yeah. the last four weeks, not so much. Yep. I'm going. So with that, all that said, I'm going Kyle Busch, and then I'm going Logano. I'm going Logano because before the year I picked him to win the championship, and I think that he maximizes his day to the full potential almost every week. So. I think his aggressiveness also gets him to the final four. I, I I like that a lot, and I think this year, uh, you know, last year it was strong. I think this year, uh, that that final eight is just going to have some of the most competitive drivers out there, and oh, yeah. it's and, and it's you're going to have to have just perfect races if you make it to the round of eight, and and that's that's what's crazy because at any given time, you could take probably the top eight and make an argument, whoever that is, that they could get to the final four. So from that regard, you know, it, it really could be anybody's ball game. Uh, I've got Chase, I've got Larson, I've got Hamlin, and I've got the 18 of Kyle Busch. I think it's a two and two. We got two Gibbs and, uh, and two Toyotas or two Gibbs and two Toyotas. That would be the same thing. I've got two Toyotas and two Chevys. So that's, that's where I'm at. I think Ford Ford's out this year, which is crazy to think because Kozlowski's not bad. You got Logano, you know, Blaney could turn it up. Uh, and who knows? Kevin Harvick could randomly, Rodney Childers could put something together and they go win four races and, and who knows? But right now that's where I'm at. I've been super surprised by Kozlowski this year because he won Talladega since then in five races. He hasn't got a top 10. Yeah. Uh, obviously finished second at the Ulster race. Should have a couple of top 10s in those five races, but I can't get a grip on where he and Penske are at either. Although Logano, like I said, kind of maximizes his days. And then Blaney's just having typical, typical Blaney year where he wins, you know, a race. And, you know, we obviously have 20 races left, so maybe he'll get a second. Sure. I'm with you. Or third. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's hit a little uh, lap traffic, social media, and all that good stuff. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Make sure you follow Dustin on Twitter at Dustin Albino and, of course, at Jayski. And make sure you get over to jayski.com, nascar.com. Check out Dustin's uh, 
all this good stuff that he's got out there. He talked about it a little bit ago, so go check that out for sure. Don't forget the website's got T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, all that good stuff. And if you want some stickers and a free koozie, just fill out the contact page, and I will send them out to you for free. Uh, all right, man. Uh, let's close this thing out. Couple, uh, couple. Uh, I got one listener question that I think will be fun, and uh, talk about Nashville real quick, and then we'll uh, wrap this thing up. Sounds good. All uh, right. So the question I threw out there to everybody: Kyle Busch picked up win ninety nine in the Xfinity Series. He's got two hundred and eighteen total wins. Knowing that he plans on phasing out Xfinity at least, so he says, once he hits one hundred, knowing he'll probably run his five truck races with his team, uh, which is probably good for five or wins or so for the next few years. <laughs> does he hit three hundred total wins? And uh, I'll get some listener comments in, and then we can get to our. Uh, Scott, once again, Kyle Busch won't get to 300, but he'll get to at least 250, 275. Mick at GoDucks42 underscore Mick. No, he won't hit 300, just too far out of reach. Bob at Jumpy Bob. Kyle Busch will win a career 300, no question. Uh, Scott, if he keeps his promise to stop Xfinity at 100 wins, he will not get to 300. I think 250 is a stretch. Josh at Toyota Racing 83. Kyle winning 300, of course, by 2023. Three, we'll have to dial in the next gen car though. Uh, Brian at Stormin B81 is for Kyle Busch. No, because with the rules and him only able to do five Xfinity and truck races, I don't think he can get to 300, but he can hit 250 before he's done. Uh, all right, Dustin, where are you at with Kyle Busch and 300? I'm trying to do some mental math right now. <laughs> I'm crunching, crunching the numbers. Crunching numbers. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at that. I'm really good at mental math, but um, I don't know if I have enough time because, I mean, you look at all these numbers on Racing Reference and it's a little overwhelming. But you look at Kyle Busch, he got his 200th win um, at Fontana 2019. Since then, he's won five cup races. He's won, what, four, five, seven Xfinity races, and then the rest – seven or eight um truck races so and he's two for four this year in trucks two for two in xfinity <clears throat> he's racing in nashville this weekend and, and xfinity i would say he's the favorite because he's raced there before and not many of the other guys have so say he goes three i mean the the cap of five races is going to hinder him sure as opposed to when he's running 18 races a year and winning 10 of them right, or right. <laughs> like his his uh 20 is it 2010 20 2014 is ridiculous in the xfinity series he won seven races but 25 top fives and 26 starts that's nuts like that's unheard of yeah <laughs> uh that's running you know, nascar had... heat on easy mode competition damage <laughs> off that's what that is He's had four series or four years in the Xfinity series of at least 10 wins. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that includes 13 in, in 2010. So because of that in the truck series, and you got to think he has, I mean, I don't know how many years he has left in cup, but he's ran, this is what his 17th full-time year. I'm going to say he gets there. He gets there. But I, I, I think so. But I'm, there's kind of a, uh, you got to think though, if you say he has, I don't know. He's still young. So say he has eight more years in cup and he can go back to winning four or five races a year. And that's 32 to 40 races. So 258. And that'd be pushing it though. But, but he has the truck team. And I truly think after, you know, all this is said and done, he's going to run a full truck season and win a championship. All right. See, so that's, that's I'm with you. And that's where I think he gets it done is because he's going to go run 
one or two full-time truck seasons, and that's going to be 10-plus wins a year right there. So that's <laughs> that's why if he doesn't do that, then no, I don't think he gets to 300. But me personally, and, and you agree with me there too, I think he goes and wins that truck championship for himself uh, just because it's Kyle Busch, and that's, of course, what Kyle Busch is going to go into. So Any- with that, and, I mean, and I and the thing is, though, too, is, is he's going to go down in history unless NASCAR changes their rules in the near future, which I doubt. He nobody will top him. Nobody will. He will go down in history as having the most career wins as long as NASCAR is out there. Yeah, very, very accurate. And I mean, like I said, he could very well pick up his 100th Xfinity win this year, you know, this weekend. Yeah. If he doesn't, he's got two more tries this year. And he mentioned on, on PRN last week after the win that he's already, you know, Joe Gibbs has already sold races for him next year in Xfinity. So he'll definitely be back, whether he, you know, wants to stop at 100 or not. Regardless, he's the best driver of all time in trucks and Xfinity. Yes, fair so, enough. That's, I like what, I know, I see what you did there. I love that. <laughs> but, but with that, I mean, if he wins a couple more championships at the cup level, I think he has. You know, there's there could be a debate on being the best of all time. Absolutely. I'm with you 100%. All right, man. We are headed to Nashville. Uh, first time for Cup. First time since 2011 for Truck and Xfinity. Uh, Landon Castle said on Tuesday that uh, he thinks this thing's going to run a lot like Darlington. Uh, I'm okay with that. So, uh, really? I, I, I know. That's what I, I I was like. Okay. If that's true, sounds good to me. What do you think, man? Uh I mean, I'm I'm excited because it's a new venue and a track that we haven't been to in ten years. At, you know, at, at all. Yes. But I mean, Landon would know far more than I, you know far more than I would. But Darlington doesn't sound like Nashville no. <laughs> when I've watched Nashville races in the past. I think more. I don't know why. And I've heard this too. I think it was on a Zoom or something earlier this week. Or maybe it was on NBC. I think they had a podcast out with with Jeff Burton uh, and, and Steve Latar. It reminds me so much of Kentucky, okay. <laughs> and and it pretty much replaced Kentucky on the schedule this year. Granted, I mean in theory, Atlanta did. It even took the race sponsorship, but they remind me so much. And they were both testing tracks uh, for NASCAR back in the day. So. I hope the on-track product's better than Kentucky because the last yes. few years at Kentucky, I mean, there's a reason it's off the schedule, unfortunately. Right. Uh, well, you know, and, you know, I wonder, you know, I mean, I love that the fact that they're adding new courses, you know, your track, mm-hmm. Pocono lost to date. Michigan, or no, you guys didn't lose it. You guys have your double. You lost a weekend, so to speak. Yeah. Michigan lost to date. You know, like you said, Kentucky lost it. Chicago, you Chicago. know, you know, which is, I, I think that's great, you know, and I, I don't think these are necessarily permanent. You know, I think we could maybe start to see a rotation of where maybe some tracks only have one date. Some maybe get two every couple years, you know, and I think NASCAR's got the flexibility for that, which is pretty cool. I, I agree. And the more markets, the better, the more bigger markets like Nashville, a new market that's kind of, you know, on the uprise in terms of population and kind of bringing youth to the city. I think that's a good thing. I'm excited for the weekend. Like, you know, we're, the on-track product is all ultimately what we're covering, but um, just to get the sport to Nashville, I think's a win. And, you know, maybe in the long run, it leads to the fairgrounds, which I know everyone's hoping. Absolutely. I'm with you, man. I think that's a great way to close this thing out. Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 246. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Follow on Twitter at Lap Traffic PC. 
Follow Dustin at Dustin Albino and go check out jski.com. Next week on Tuesday, Pocono Raceway is going to be on the show. Very excited about that. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Live Traffic Podcast. See ya.